Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 18 of Rise Up, the podcast. Fellas, it's great to see you. We have an action-packed episode in for you guys today. We got Josh Byrne with an awesome interview, PLL, NLL superstar. We got some news and updates in the PLL world and the college lacrosse world. Uh, but before we get into that, let me just shout out our sponsors real quick. Roback, I'm rocking the polo right now. I wore it to the office today. Had a grind of a day, fellas, but I'm still feeling comfortable in this rowback polo make sure you get your own rowback gear use promo code rise up 20 scotty's rocking that fresh hoodie that thing is so soft how about that scotty i love it i love it it's the best Dude, it's so soft looking i feel comfortable it's the best nice and we have now. a very very special announcement we have a new sponsor for the new year it is hot shot um, a little bit about Hotshot. They are sports shots, 1.7 ounces, scientifically proven sports shots that harness the power of heat and other natural ingredients to provide nerve-based solutions that help prevent and treat muscle cramps and reduce muscle fatigue. Scotty just chugged one right there. I guarantee you will not cramp in the near future. Fellas, I am a huge proponent of these. Um, my dad, Petey Seibel, he's going to be listening. He's going to love the <laughs> shout out. Scotty, I don't know if I told you this. My dad played goalie at Springfield College back in the day, Ooh. back in the 80s. So he's he's a junkyard dog. No, Springfield Mass, the Chief Dogs. Dude, Scotty, have you seen have you seen his dad? He's shredded. Shredded like a piece of lettuce. He's 59 shredded. years old. This past fall, he ran his 20-somethingth marathon. He ran the New York City Marathon, and he swears by these hot shots. And, you know, Grant, uh, Scotty, he went uh, – when Scotty retired, he started pumping the weights. My dad went to marathon running. So uh, – but he loves them. He swears by them. I use them as well. They're great. I'm excited to hear what you guys think about these as well. Yeah, I'm doing 10 by 3s right now, so it's all power development. But once we're into the get shredded for the summer, the volume's going to go up, Scotty. Those, those sets are going to get high, high reps. I'm Do telling that. you right now, Scotty, how spicy was yeah. that when you drank that? It was a little. It was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> so, but the reason why but it so, works. The reason why it's so spicy is because, because the original job it's for muscle cramps. Spicy food. So, but the reason why it's so spicy, it's developed. Um, they use their own research, which they prove that muscle cramps are not from muscular problems, but a neurological one. Um, and the spiciness prevents the muscles to cramp neurologically. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. So, fellas, now that we got uh, those ad reads out of the way, tell me a little bit about your uh, past week, your past weekend. We had some great NFL football. What, what's up, guys? Greg, start with you. Well, I'm going to dive into some of my old kinesiology textbooks now because you've kind of put my uh, neuroanatomy classes on their head with uh, the muscle cramping stuff. Take a look at these sodium potassium pumps, see if they're still worthless. But uh, my weekend was great, man. I, I – uh, celebrated my oldest son's sixth birthday, Jack's. Happy his birthday is December 29. But we had his birthday right before kids went back to school so people could come. We had it A-game sports. Absolutely loved soccer. So they played soccer. They had pizza. It was a really good time. Um, so, yeah, it was a good weekend at home with the fam. How about you, Scotty? I've just been traveling, man. I'm doing these camps in Florida. I've been in Florida the last two weeks. I'll be in Florida this weekend, and then I'm in Orlando to finish it off this month. Tough life. It's a lot of Florida. It's the life we lead. Why aren't you? Yeah. Tan why aren't you more tan? Life chose us. Because it was actually forty-five degrees in Florida. It's tough. Scott, you I will be you together all? a tour. Fuck I will no, be hitting, dude. I will be hitting one state a month starting in March, and that will be in hotter areas. Nice. One is um, Vegas one of them. I think there's a demand for FOA in Vegas, Scotty. Nice. I also think there's a demand in Scottsdale. In I, I, can't, I can't go to any of those. Um, and South Beach. The Giants won, if we saw. Giants won. Yeah. Yes, they did. Money line, and they were plus three. Ooh. Double kitchen. And they got the Eagles. But you're not an Eagles fan. You're a Ravens fan. Not right? an Eagles fan. Oh, tough but loss for the Ravens. My my father-in-law is a season holder for the Giants, and he is ecstatic right now. It's fucking awesome. So, hey, great time to be great time to be a Giants fan. Danny Dimes. So I'm happy for them. I'll tell you what. Watching the football this weekend has been 
the least stressful it's ever been. I just have enjoyed every game. They're all great games. Pat's being out. I'm not used to it, but I was able to kind of sit back stress-free. Let me ask you guys a question. I am not a conspiracy theorist in any shape, any way, shape, or form. But watching the Buffalo Bills game, when they were 13.5-point favorites, and they scored two touchdowns in what seemed like six plays because it was a joke for them, and then suddenly that entire organization forgot how to play football for like an entire quarter and a half and then didn't cover. But one, <laughs> is the NFL rigged? I'm just going to ask the question. Uh, and I, it's, I'm the not Chargers, insinuating. The Chargers and Jags was way worse. That was insane. That's the biggest yeah, collapse ever. Dude. Hey, you know what? That's another good point. <laughs> They were down. It, it was 27, 27. Insane. Insane. That was. I couldn't believe it. I Should we start it. calling it the National Football Federation? <laughs> it's rigged. Are these games predetermined at all? Hot take. I mean, I'm asking. I'm not insinuating at all. I think I think I loved I loved the response from a whole bunch of NARPs who don't follow me but obsess over every one of my tweets about that when I said it. We are very happy to welcome a special guest to this week's podcast, Josh Byrne, member of the Chaos and the Buffalo Bandits. Josh, thanks for taking the time jumping on. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Dude, I just saw on my Instagram account earlier this week the most preposterous goal you scored in sixes. <laughs> It was the most offensive shit I've ever seen. Besides, you see this? I did. The Burn takes off. Yeah, he takes off from like the free throw line and goes around around his own body, like while the goalie's right in his face. Like, see you, bitch, and just goes one handed. I I feel like sixes isn't fair for for Josh though. Dude, you guys must have been laughing. Canadians must have been laughing their asses off when sixes came out, man. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell no, me what I, it's like playing sixes as a Canadian, dude. Dude, it was. Um... It was, it was insane, and and to be honest with you, like it's pretty much like box across on a field. So it was like, so you're telling me we're gonna play a bunch of guys with no long poles on the field and just do whatever we want and shot <laughs> clock too. <laughs> like, <let's go. laughs> game on, <laughs> dude! Unbelievable, man. So give give us the rundown. How's the indoor season going along? Yeah, you know we started off. Uh, a little bit cold. Uh, started off 0-1 against Albany. Um, they kind of took us by surprise a little bit. They've got a good young team um, and kind of some new faces. You know, Kieran McCardle, Connor Kelly going over there, and they're actually having really good seasons. And I they think are. As, uh, yeah, man, they're, they're doing really well. And I think some guys really just, like, took them lightly, um, us, us being one of them. And um, they kind of punched us in the mouth a little bit. But uh, after that, we've kind of been on a run here lately. We're uh, I think we're four straight and going into a battle against Rochester uh, this weekend for top spot in the East. So um, it's going well. Dude, I feel like chemistry is like a huge part of that team. Like you guys all hang out, right? You li- who lives up there right now? So in, in Buffalo, I mean, for I, I want to say a good three years, there's probably about six of us that all lived together, like in the same house, <laughs> which it was uh kind of interesting when you think about you know a bunch of guys out of college um but it pretty much felt like college because but no school so it's like it's one of those things where it was um it was really easy for us to kind of work off each other and i think that's a it's a huge thing right because you know guys that play in both leagues especially um a lot of times that chemistry takes a little while to pick up but uh we're able to play kind of year round together which i think gives us a bit of an advantage for sure Totally. And, and admittedly so, we've talked about on this podcast, you know, we're not the most knowledgeable about the box game, but obviously you guys are having another great season. You're, you know, you guys came up a little bit short last year. Um, tell us some, some more themes about this year in the league. Like, you, you know, there's a new team in Vegas. What are some other things that maybe the casual fan should tune into and get more into the NLL? Like, what are some big themes this year? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, it's kind of crazy and I'm kind of the last guy to, to really speak on this, but I feel like there's been just um, kind of a, a bit of an old school flair to the game again. Like, uh, I don't know, there, there's a there's a clip going around with um, one of my guys, Brad McCulley, um, landing a big right hand and uh, kind of squaring up and dropping the gloves. So, um, and I know uh, there's a couple of guys out in Vegas too who, who've been throwing hands and, and really just kind of, 
uh, squaring up. And it's funny to watch people in, in the Instagram comments and under the posts and people are like, this is not okay. If this was basketball, this would never fly. You guys would be pumping this up. It's like, man, this is like part of our game that's gone back so long. Um, and listen, like I'm, I'm the last guy that's going to be, uh, jumping out there and, and, and letting my hands fly. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but no, it, it's, it's part of the game. I think it teaches guys, you know, um, respect and, and, and a bit of a code for the game as well. So, um, that's, that, I think is kind of a bigger thing. I think this year, I don't know, for whatever reason, it's just been, I've seen a lot more fights this year. Yeah. Dude, I actually saw that guy on, on Vegas too, who just retired from playing minor league hockey and just potted his first goal in the NLL. That's awesome. What was that guy's name? Dude, Emerson Clark, man. This guy. What a legend. An absolute beast. So, quick story. When I was uh, 2013, there's actually a video going around right now. Uh, I was in a mental cup, um, which is pretty much the national title for junior lacrosse. And he was coming from Whitby, Ontario. Their team came down, came into our barn. And this guy's like, he's smaller, right? He's like probably like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, um, we've got this big dude. He's like 6'4", 240, and uh, just an absolute me stick. And they ended up fighting. And, and I'm like, oh, he's going to kill this kid. And I'm like, dude, this Emerson Clark kid like feeds him a couple times. And, and it, it was a good fight both ways. Uh, but later on in the game, this guy gets another penalty, comes out of the box, catches it on a breakaway, and then goes behind his back and goes and puts it in the top corner. I'm like, who, who is this kid? <laughs> he's fighting this dude with that 6'4", and then just buried behind the back. Goals on a breakaway. I'm like, what? Are you, what's going on? I looked up Who's, his hockey elite prospect and saw how many penalty minutes he had in hockey. I was like, oh my god, this guy's a fighter. I could already tell. Holy shit! <laughs> He's wow, an animal. Dude, I used to say this all the time in the MLL, where you would have quote unquote tough guys in the MLL that would they'd be tough guys because they just talked so much shit. Right. But you were just like, I was like, come on, man, just like allow fighting in the MLL <laughs> and watch how quickly. People won't, shut up. Won't fight. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's an expectation. If you're going to open your mouth and indoor, you either have to be able to back it up or someone's got to save your ass. Yeah. The MLL, guys would just run their mouths until you cross-check them and then you get a penalty. And it was uh, Yeah, but I think different. Josh I think Josh like knows that in the PLL. Like, what are you going to do? Like, what, you could, you're going to fight me in the what? middle of the game? You can't. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, look, like Jeff Snyder, legend. Yeah. Right? Jeff and I used to gum each other all the time in the ML, but I was like, Jeff, what are you going to do? You're going to cross fight me right now? Greg, <laughs> like, he, Greg, he got 10 minutes of penalties my first game. Yeah. Like, yeah. That guy was fucking nuts. That's why nobody, that's why you can't, you can't fight in the MLL. Yeah. But that's what I was always saying. Like, guys, it would be, it's a completely different sport. Yeah. So you had different people talking shit in these sports and uh yeah, it was pretty interesting yeah. like did you imagine brian spelina talking the way he talked in the mll talking in an indoor no no it's i mean we'd be we, you know, we would all be talking about hey remember brian spelina man how was at his funeral it isn't, isn't uh josh isn't kieran mccardle actually pretty tough indoor oh he's dude you know what it, it was funny because like uh, it, it's kind of that like i don't know if it's an unspoken rule but it's like this thing that like when a lot of american guys come over into the boss game like you know they're they're not really used to that whole side of things. Yeah. And, and Kieran was the guy who actually just started like dropping his gloves. And everyone was like, "How did that stop?" But it, it was kind of like a like like a like a sink or swim thing. It's like, man, yeah. like you either and he answered the bell a couple times, and yeah, so like he's he's done well, and you know he's he's got some respect. I think uh, Bertrand is a uh, is another guy who is our guy um, out like. It was kind of kind of crazy. Like <laughs> he kept just like asking guys to fight on our team, and like they're coming to me, and they're like, you know, this guy. I'm like, yeah, he, he plays field. Like I don't know, he went to Virginia. Like I don't know how tough this kid. Is. <laughs> like, I have no idea, man. Like everyone's I, like, no, nah, you go first. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> but he's but he's a monster, right? Like he's, he's again six four yeah. kid, um, and I think he actually fought a, a pretty a pretty tough dude in the league and like did pretty well so like it's it's cool to see you guys like kind of jumping in uh, you're not going to see me doing that anymore. <laughs> you don't have to that far. <laughs> man well let's talk let's talk a little bit of pll so like last season um you know actually the last few seasons you guys just keep doing your thing you can't you don't give a shit regular season you're like we're still putting the pieces together what's kind of the key to the chaos thing like what's the key to that team 
how do you like what gives you guys such a unique feel other than obviously your leader Andy Towers but like give us give us some insight there <laughs> um man it's uh it's it's really just the culture of the team um and a lot of that is set by Towers right like he's extremely transparent he's honest he's real uh he's not going to sugarcoat things and he expects the same out of us um and for us to be honest and real with him so like you know, there's sometimes where you have these tough conversations with each other that, you know, and, and sometimes as a player, you don't want to hear certain things, but sometimes you need it. Sometimes you need a little kick in the ass to, to get you going and, and a little a little shot of transparency, I would say. Um, and, and, and vice versa, right? So, like, uh, there's times where it's like, well, this is what we see is happening. And, you know, you have these conversations. And I think the key to it is just being honest with each other. And there's no, like... Uh, like you get frustrated with someone. Cause I think you see that in different teams. Like there's a lot of like hidden kind of dibber jabber going on. Yeah. People are, like a little bit frustrated with some that the way someone's doing Bro, stuff. I would, I would pay to see Jerry Raganis and Andy towers in the locker room together. <laughs> man, Holy <it> was, shit. <laughs> Dude. Okay. And man, when he did the whole, uh, what was what the, the grandpa or whatever, yeah. Yeah. The, the fake, the fake, the injury. And he was, <laughs> And then actually hurt himself. <laughs> like, <laughs> bro. Oh, but yeah, like honestly though, like he like he looks for good character guys that are gonna fit well into a locker room. And he truly believes that at the end of the day, this league is so talented that it's just the next man up. If you're a bit of a a me guy or anything like that, he's just gonna get rid of you and he's gonna come in that's he's gonna bring someone in that's you know, about the team. It's that simple. Very Belichick mentality. <laughs> yeah. 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 Obviously but... wins. <laughs> yeah. Josh, I got, I got a question for you. So as, as someone who's, you know, cemented themselves as a star in both the PLL and the NOL, what would you like to see from, from both leagues to make guys like yourself who, who play in both to make it more cohesive um, in terms of the seasons? Oh, you're going to get me in trouble here. Um... <laughs> no, I think Wither, no, Withers no, no. already did that. <laughs> Withers went off. God. I, I mean, I, I didn't even, I didn't even hear what he said. I'm, I don't even, I don't even know if I want to know. Um, but no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the things where it's like, where we all have the common goal as the cross players, as past, uh, past the cross players, you know, fans of the game. And that's that we want to see lacrosse become as big as possible, right? We want to see it become, um, that NFL level of sport. And, the the only way that's going to really happen is if the leagues start to work together, um, and you know I, I I know I know that there's conversations being had on, on both sides, and and I, and I do think that um, both leagues want the best for the players as well. It's just it's it's extremely tough when they both have to worry about their own business models, and and that's just kind of the nature of the beast. Um, well, but- jo- Josh, I mean Buffalo has. Like where you play, it's a packed stadium every week, right? I mean, it's man. Like we, I think, I think like we had like fourteen, fifteen thousand, um, and it was on like a Saturday night when there when there was a Bills game the next day, a playoff Bills game. So like we fourteen thousand when you know people are trying to rest up for the Bills game. You know how those Bills tailgates go. Pretty <laughs> serious. Yeah. Um, no, man. Like exactly, we we do extremely well. So. Um, it's tough and, and especially, you know, it, it, it really ends up hurting, um, the teams that have the most box players, especially in the PLL. You saw it last year with us, you know, always, I think we started 0-3 without us, um, without, I think the main four, I think we had four or five of us that were still playing for the Bandits, maybe even six, but, um, and then, you know, you have maybe, what, a week of break, yeah. um, and and especially last year, you know, the way that we lost in the NLL um, against Colorado was just emotionally, physically, just so draining that like now also need to flip the switch and go and play in a regular season game and in, in, in the PLL, you're just like, I don't know how I can mentally get myself to to be there, but obviously like you need to do your best as a as a pro and understand that like you need to be able to to flip that switch. Um, especially for your boys and, and, and your teammates and everyone a part of that, um, a part of that team. So yeah, man, it's 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 extremely tough, and 
especially when you just keep going to to championships, man. You're just like your body just feels like it's. Just, I'm 28 years old, man, but I feel like I'm 75. <laughs> you're, you're playing a full year. Yeah, yeah. I always said that. I actually talked to uh, I talked to Trevor Baptiste every week, obviously, and I remember talking to him last summer where he was like, "Man, I don't feel like I've stopped playing lacrosse since I was like 12 years old." Yeah, and it's just crazy because he came right out of college, played in the inter- played in World Games, which we're gonna get to in a second, and then. Oh. immediately was drafted and it just it was cyclical indoor, outdoor, indoor, outdoor. I almost wish I had two like lives that I could live so that I could play indoor. Cause there's, I just can't understand how you guys were able to do both. Like I gave it's it a crazy. shot. And I was like, there's no way. Well, that's why you go to Miami, Josh. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> that's, that's exactly why we go to Miami. You need a little break from reality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Step up into 11, you're going you're gonna to lose track of reality real quick. Yeah. <laughs> That's a dangerous place to be, let me tell you. <laughs> if, you go play, if you go blaze, yeah. God. Ask, ask Kloots about 11. He, yeah, he's got some, some good stories about 11. Uh, well, I'll, just, I'll keep it clean. I heard Kloots was using like a, a net to catch dollar bills out of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you take these? <laughs> That's amazing. Oh yeah. So let's uh let's touch on <laughs> before we go completely down this rabbit hole. <laughs> let's let's touch on on worlds this summer. How how are you guys feeling about it? It's in uh what is it, San Diego or LA? Which San Diego, right? I I think it's San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. Um yeah. I mean I d I don't know, man. I haven't really had time to to even think about it. You know, obviously I feel like uh, Team USA is always a couple of steps ahead when it comes to actually figuring out their their roster. And, you know, they've had probably what feels like every time I, I talk to Blaze or, or Rowlett, they're, they're having a tryout. Um, so I feel like they've had like a tryout. Yeah. Well, that process has definitely changed after you, after you guys got us in 2014. The process changed drastically. Well, don't worry about it because no matter what it happens every four years, they, they announce the Team USA roster and then American lacrosse Twitter just eats each other's faces for six months. And then you guys put out whatever roster you want and everyone's like, oh, man, they're loaded. They're sick. <laughs> perfect. That's the perfect team. They look great. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the culture, man. The Canadians are just, they just get fired up for, for everything and everyone. You know what I mean? And the Americans are just like, oh, that guy's trash. Bro, how is he going to beat each other? Man. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. No, man, that. that's going to be sick. I'm actually, I'm, I'm furiously jealous of that. Dude, it's, it is so wild, man. Like, I think I was talking with Dane the other day, just like, going through, you know, who they have. And it's like, all right, so yeah, Blaze Net potentially, um, you know, I think it's like JT, Giles Harris, like Rowlett, Matt Dunn. Dirk. Dirk. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe we can win some short stick battles. And then it's like, ah, Terrafanko. Logan, <laughs> like, oh, like, man, these guys thought of everything. You guys, yeah. Like, and then yo, Josh, they got fucking Amplo, yeah, as the coach. Yeah, I know. I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, I don't know, man. Maybe we, I don't know. We throw bouncers. Let's just throw bouncers and hope for the best. <laughs> these guys, these guys I want to. I want to see Towers now. come out and coach the Canadian team in San Diego. How about that? <laughs> I feel that like you guys be, have just I accepted mean, the them as it's Brownie, Who right? is the coach? Isn't Brownie? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Matt Brown. Um, oh, I'm blanking. I'm, I'm blanking. assuming Junior's going to be there too, right? And uh, and the coach from St. Joe's, right? Yeah, uh, is that? I think it's Taylor Ray. Yeah, Taylor Ray. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, is it Marichek? I believe Marichek. Uh, wow, man, there's there's some legends. Um, like it's 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 pretty wild, uh, dude. If if Dude, you could think about the guys that could be on that sideline, and, oh. and half the American team would just be in awe. Like you just have yeah. Gary Paul standing over there. You have Marichak <laughs> Junior. Junior. Dude, all of those guys could jump in and drop a hattie right now. <laughs> no, Easily. No. Easily. Easily. 
like it's yeah. it's it's not even it's not even funny yeah. yet. <laughs> junior junior I, I i honestly i was surprised at sixes that junior didn't suit up i thought i thought he was just <laughs> waiting for the championship game just to jump on the Nuts. offensive end and just let him body up and throw reverse well they were we just were ask, just ask dodge everyone yo sides yeah. asked last last week who do we think would come back bef- uh, uh sooner paul or um junior oh. i was like rabel's not suiting back up i could see junior being Playing with the Redwoods this summer, be like, fuck it. I, I right, think, yeah, let me I just show Rabel you how to do this back. offense and just stick Rabel like suit back up. <laughs> Rabel suit back up. I'm telling you. Man, Is that a hot I, take? I, 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 could, I could see it, man. You got the guy's just a specimen. If, if there's a guy that physically would be able to do it, it it's it's him, man. In um, his suit pants, too. Yeah. In his suit pants. <laughs> Hundred <laughs> percent, dude. If if if, if Junior tried to, tried to jump back in on that league, he would still pop five. But he went move from yeah. a, 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 like a dude. Five. I was I was I was his goalie when he scored eleven on Drew Adams, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on? Eleven goals? Yeah, dude. He's disgusting." And and Mark Cockerton, Mark Cockerton took the seat on that one, and I was like, "Mark averages four goals a game on his own." <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it's terrible. Wow, it's pretty man. crazy. So where do you? So Josh, outside of um the indoor outdoor thing, do you, are you running clinics? Do you like give us a little breakdown of what other stuff that you're doing out there in the lacrosse community? Yeah, so um, right now I do a bunch of privates, kind of on the side. Um, you know, I've been looking at really trying to dive into that um, side of the lacrosse business. Um, we're we're kind of starting to ramp up slowly. Uh, Buffalo is a bit of a it's a different kind of market. Um, you have to kind of tread a little bit differently here. Where like if I was on Long Island, I could be charging one hundred seventy five an hour and yeah. just rake, raking in cake, right? Like, <laughs> um, but uh, like it's, it's just a, it's just a different it's different, right? But um, yeah. what uh, what Dane and I are really trying to dial in right now is a program called. Um, Beast Across, which is um, so it's a boss across program out, out here in Buffalo. Um, we've done it the last two years, and it's been more of like a grassroots thing. Um, and this year, we're looking to take the step and become more of like an elite level travel team um, and try to kind of recruit all the way across Western New York. And, and is that is that kind of like Junior? Like Junior does with that? What's that? The Junior? It's, he does like some box thing here. Yeah. I think it's in Baltimore. He does. Is it elevate? I can't remember what. It's like thunder something. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know if I think he's it's called it. elevation thunder something. Elevate. It's just it, no. It's it's him and it's him and Jordan Hall. They they fucking crush it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so very very similar. Um, it's just man, it's 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 so crazy because, you know, the sport is growing so fast, and and with that, like the coaching isn't necessarily there and it's just it's a it's a bunch of dads who really just they're the only they're kind of like the last resort and they're like well someone needs to coach these kids like i guess i'll do it and like they're just it's no knock on them like i respect them because they're just volunteering their time but at the same time man like these guys have no idea what they're talking about and and, and they're just not teaching them the right thing so um you know it's especially like in, in buffalo there's some unreal athletes and just some like just some really like legit talent coming out of here. Um, obviously, Connor Fields is a guy that came in. Uh, I think it's Demillo was another kid that went to Maryland. Uh, but there's there's kids like I, there's two or three kids that that I work with right now. Um, one's eleven. One's like fifteen. And another kid actually just committed to Marquette. This kid Noah Snyder, who's, a, who's an absolute baller. Um, but like they're just they're having to go other places. They're having to go into Rochester. Um, and, you know, they're driving an hour, literally twice a week, to go and get like legitimate coaching, and and it's tough. So so Dan and I really want to try to to come in and, and really just change the way that things have been running here in, in Buffalo. And uh, we've got a, we partnered up with this guy. His name's Scott Moore. He's just he's just a really good dude. Um, played lacrosse, but just like really. You know, there's there's some guys that just you can tell want to grow the game for the right reasons, not in it to make money. They they just really care about the sport, and and he's one of those guys, and that's why Dan and I decided to partner up with him and, and create um, Beast Across. So 
watch out, man. If within the next couple of years, the, the boys are going to be running down. Coming down I down. don't get some beast lacrosse gear, <laughs> yeah. I, like I am going to lose my mind. <laughs> Use Greg's uh, mug as your logo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the children. Perfect. No, man, no. Good luck with that. And, and you know, I, I like uh, you're talking about that guy, Scott. Like, what I've learned, you know, FOA has been around, what, 10 years now, is I always approach relationships first. I, I, the money stuff, like, it'll come. But if I don't trust implicitly the character of the person that I'm talking to, then there's no use in even having a second phone call. So it's good that you get a good vibe from him. Dude, it's it's huge. It's it's one of those things. And it's I mean, I feel like that's with anything in business. It's like you can just kind of feel out those guys. It's like some guys you can just tell they're just in it for the wrong reason. Yeah, they're slippery. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, they're they're kind of snakeish. You're like, ah, I don't really know if I'm and I'm I'm someone who keeps my guard up um and, until I gain someone's trust. And um so no, with with him he's he's been awesome um but uh but yeah man that's that's pretty much it besides that it's uh i'm trying to start to really get into like the real estate game um you know it's it's a bit tough with with the market being where it's at right now uh but again buffalo's a bit of a different kind of market yeah. man it's kind of an underground market it's uh, it a good time yeah it's a good buffalo while josh time. allen's still young yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly good time. exactly man so no it's good that's good, man. Well, hey, good luck with all that stuff, dude. Especially Beast Lacrosse. That's my I new favorite you. youth box program now. <laughs> I got you. We'll have to we'll have to get you some uh, some merch out for sure, a hoodie or something, send you your way. Yeah. <laughs> you better give them all the merch so he doesn't see you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just texted my lawyer while he was talking. Like, hey, <laughs> you hear about this shit? Oh, Josh. <laughs> oh man, that's good. Well, hey, Josh. Oh, you have any other questions? Yeah, we really appreciate you coming on, Scotty. Greg, any any last questions for Josh before we let him go? Nah, man, I don't no, man, let him go. He was awesome. Right, Josh, he grilled the shit. This out. was a pleasure, man. Nice Fun job. interview. We're, we're so pumped to have you on, and good luck in the rest of the NFL season. We're rooting for the Bandits. I appreciate, it, man. Thanks for having me on. Big fan, fellas. We got some news coming out of the PLL. The schedule has officially been announced for the Sixes tournament. I myself, I'm super pumped about this, just because. Get some lacrosse on the weeknights. You know, normally watching the POL, watching college, just the weekends. You kind of got to plan your weekend around it if you're going to tune in. On weeknights, man, I'm going to have my feet kicked up on the couch, watch some lacrosse. I'm pumped. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the date again? Just so people at home know. February. Give me two seconds. 20th, right? February. 22nd, 23rd, 24th. Two games per day. Semifinals, the 25th championship on the 26th. Dude, this is brilliant by the PLL because this is right after the NFL season ends and right before March Madness. That sweet spot, February for the most part, most sports, you know, people like who are kind of like twiddling our thumbs. We're like, eh, this sucks. But, I mean, that's perfect. And it's something to watch. Like you said, weekday. Brilliant. It's the, be- it's the best. I'll tell you what. When, free the, when the POL did the bubble in Utah and the games were during the week, it was fantastic. And I think yeah. that was the first year you could gamble on it as well with DraftKings. And it yes, because I was doing a little draft show. <laughs> it, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I was doing a uh, betting show for them. Yeah. The, the model where they're able to do it during the week, I know it doesn't work out in the summer because, you know – PL is just not there yet, unfortunately. But having it during the weeknights is – it's going to be awesome for viewership and it's going to be awesome for sixes. I know we've had our opinions on on the sixes format. And just to give everyone out there a refresher of what sixes is, it's a six-on-six six game. We played with 12-person rosters only. All players carry short sticks um, and they go all over the field. It's a shorter field. Um, there's no backups on shots. The shot clock's even shorter with 30 seconds. And after goals, the goalies pick it up out of the net and just go the other way. So it is a different brand of lacrosse than a lot of people are used to watching. And it'll be interesting to see for a lot of uh, these fans out there. Agreed. Yeah, it's basketball. It's basketball. Yeah, which is awesome. Is it's, there it's any players? I, 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 think this is, I love the fact that it's lacrosse in a completely different format. That's easy to digest. I think it's yeah. great. Um, 
You know, and I, that's what that's what's something I just love about our sport. I think I mean, have some people are like, eh, we need to have rules at every single level. It's like, beat it, dude. Like, I love the fact that we have um, international rules. We have PLL rules. We have indoor rules. We have box has like six different College types of rules. rules depending on which box. College rules. Yeah. Yeah. And now there's sixes. And it's like, dude, there's a type of lacrosse for pretty much everybody, which is so cool. I'll ask you guys a question. Do you did you guys like the I mean I get not to date you guys, you play in a little different era for college rules, but I guess now um where the college game has gone with the I think eighty second shot clock, do you like the college version of the game better or the POL version? Or sixes, but I don't know. PLL think that's the lacrosse answer. is the best version. The PLL rules are the best version of outdoor lacrosse. I agree. Completely I agree. without any exception. I mean, college, I college, played, sorry, go ahead, Scotty. I said, I played without a shot clock. You know, we almost stayed in that Natty Champ game. We held the ball. I know. Yeah. Everybody For hated two it. minutes. Well, yeah. So when I was in but college. That, hey, that's, that's how Maryland used to win their old school championships. And Denver. Yeah. That's how Denver won. They'd have Trevor win the win the faceoff and they'd go down and they'd have three, four-minute possessions and then they'd pot one. Because I, I played yeah. in college when it was the transition. When they had the ref's discretion, I think that was my sophomore or junior year, when the ref could yeah. could throw the timer on. Uh, timer and then, on? God. And my, my senior year was still that. And my first year out of college was the first year they uh, did full-on shot clocks, which I love as a college fan. I think it's definitely moving the game in a, in a better direction. I, I you know, peop- I'm going to say something that's going to ruffle some feathers, but who gives a shit? So – I have this discussion in, from a po- political standpoint all the time. My 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 in laws and I was kind of look. To be honest with you guys, <laughs> when your generation is gone, we can finally get some stuff done. With this whole rules committee thing, I, I think the same thing when it comes to NCAA. Like you watch the women's game, you're like, man, that national championship game would be better if we had a shot clock. Forty seconds later, shot clock yeah. done. The men's league, we got to go to IMLCA. We all got to puff up our chests. The loudest guy in the room's got to scream and filibuster for a while and nothing gets done. Eventually, we got that 80-second shot clock. I love it. I think it's perfect. I love the fact that they start it with possession. Then you have a certain amount of time to get over. Mm -hmm. Great. I think 80 seconds in college is great. The next move, two-point arc. Yeah. That will happen, but it won't happen until the old headers are gone. All the old heads have to go. I agree. Which is – which yeah, is a great. Scotty, if you had a two-point arc in college, where would you put? How far out would you put? Sixteen. Sixteen. So you would actually put it farther than PLL. Yeah. Fourteen. Fourteen. Fourteen is a hard shot. I know. I know it is, but I think that would just make it. I think the PLL should move it in too. Make it more like a three-pointer in basketball. How many two-pointers you know were scored hard? this year? How many two-pointers were scored this year? Not that the person who led the league in two-pointers had like four. Okay. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the reason I say two-pointer is because with the shot clock, the natural progression was you see more zone defense. So in order to bust a zone, yeah, you got to move the ball really fast. But if you, have, if you can gun it from the outside and you have shooters you can shoot, you're going to start seeing guys that are becoming more – like uh, that are like shooting specialists that are long-range threats. Those are going to well, be zone busters. Do you remember that Chesapeake Bayhawks team with like Kyle Dixon and all those guys? Dude, I still to this day have nightmares of watching Kyle Dixon. Dude, they who, shot 32. Quite, quite honestly, the world doesn't talk enough about how good he was. Oh, but Kyle Dixon walked right up to his defender and ripped his stick right across the dude's midsection. Yeah. And the ball would hook around the dude's hip and just penetrate the corner of the net. And every goalie was like, this is some bullshit. And, and those MLL balls. Do the same shit. Those Him MLL and balls would move. They Dude, because people – those were, that's when grippy balls – I mean, they used to be really grippy. They used to turn into ovals. Dude, they would knuckle like crazy. Yeah. Dude, dude, that – Dixon was a whole different type of monster. I know. But, no, yeah, the – the sixes for the POL, it's going to be great to watch. I'm excited for it. Um, you know, Greg, you mentioned some of the old heads. One of the most legendary old heads announced earlier last week that this will be his final season uh, coaching college across, and that's Bill Tierney. Legendary coach at Princeton, legendary coach at Denver, took his talents out west and won the first national championship for Division One Division One lacrosse west of the Mississippi. 
I mean, this guy's meant so much for the sport of lacrosse. Um, and just hats off. Congratulations on an unbelievable career. Bill Tierney is the greatest coach of all time, in my opinion. I agree. On the men's game. And I have been so lucky to get to know him on a personal level over the years because, you know, once they got Trevor, um, you know, through Trevor, just all those years of getting to know him. And, man, like what a special person. Just what he does. I mean, think about not just how many young men that he's coached over the years. He's one of those guys, too, who changes with the times. That's what's so damn impressive about him. Yeah. He actually was just quoted not too uh, not too long ago talking about how if you want to be a, a great coach, you don't just take a kid, recruit him, and then shove him into your system. You have to be malleable, and you have to change with the guys you have. And some people might be sitting at home going, duh. And I'm actually impressed with you people that would say that because there's a lot of people who don't get that. And to have a legend like that who has been great his entire time that he's been a head coach, uh, to be able to change like that. He left an incredible legendary program that he helped turn into an absolute national juggernaut and then went out to the West. And, I mean, he took the reins from Monroe and he just created another monster. A monster. And Denver is now an elite program year in and out. And here's the other thing is he has groomed Brownie, and Brown is going to come. Like Every year, people are like, I can't believe Brown's not a head coach. I'm like, I can because he knows. He's waiting his turn. Oh, dude, that Canadian pipeline, forget it. Yeah. Nothing will change. It'll be a machine that keeps on going. Um, yeah, I, I love Bill Tierney on and off the field. I, I think he's a phenomenal human being, and I'm very grateful uh, for everything he's done for our sport for sure. I mean, he, he's the only coach that when we played them, I was like scared to shake his hand. <laughs> you know, like he, he's like an icon, dude. So like, and then him and coach Corrigan, when we played them and when he was at Denver, he would literally, the two of them are the most intense older coaches I've ever seen. They would, so Bill would kick a cone and yell at the refs. Coach Corrigan would then kick a cone, yell at the refs. And now they're seeing who's kicking the fucking cone farther. I'm like, <laughs> these guys are nuts, bro. Dude, you want to talk about two dudes that I absolutely love, man. Yeah. <laughs> Corrigan. <laughs> Yeah. I've never seen someone work the refs harder than than Bill Tierney. I mean, playing, Tierney. Against him, playing against him for four years, I'd be I'd probably do some scummy shit down at the attack end, and he would be like in the refs ear, yelling at me, yelling at the ref. Why didn't you see that? And I was like you said, Scotty, terrified of him. But you know, man. Bill was Bill's used as a barometer for how much you're yelling at the ref in an MLL game. I've had I've literally, and this is a. Dead, dead ass, okay? I've had a few different refs over the years. I was like, if I like had a moment and I would scream at a ref, I'd always come out for the ensuing face-off and just be like, hey, I'm sorry about that. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> like I got into, you know, like like Doug, uh, who used to do our um, Lizards games. He'd be like, oh, man, you're nothing compared to, to Bill. <laughs> I think, well, if that's the scale we're going by, then I, I can get a few more shouts in before the end of this game. Yeah. Yeah, he's the man. But yeah, no. Congratulations to you know Coach Tierney, and we're rooting for the best for him this in his final season, except uh, when he plays against Villanova. But other than that, we're rooting for the best for him. <laughs> and uh, with the theme of retirements, um, someone who I believe both of you guys have played with, Scott Ratliff, just announced that you know he's retired. And you know what a career he's had from winning a national championship at Loyola, a traditional not you know blue blood program, getting them their first national championship. And, you know, the, the stuff he's done for the game um, on a you know community level as well as his accomplishments have been fantastic. Yeah, I think Scotty, you know, I think Scotty changed the game as far as how the LSM position is played. I, I mean, if you think about how many offensive um, uh, stick skilled LSMs are out there right now, Scotty's responsible for that. Like just his finesse, his offensive IQ he usually like cuts off ball, stays on a little longer. All that stuff, Scotty, man. Yeah, when Rat came in from Loyola, he was known as a transitional threat. And I, you know, I remember him coming in the league, and I'm like, who the hell is this asshole split dodging people with a long ball yeah. and dunking it? Like, and he would score all the time. Him and uh, Josh, remember on the Cannons team, him and Josh, um, both were known as guys that could do that. Oh yeah, him and um, Hawk. Yeah, Hawk was yeah. awesome. Um, 
What I'm impressed with, I'm impressed with a lot of things about Rat because I love that kid. Um, I'm impressed with the way he goes about his business. I'm impressed with his competitive mentality. Yeah. Uh, he's actually very Brady-esque in the fact that he's a relatively soft-spoken, nice guy. And then when he puts his helmet on and flips the switch, man, he turns into a complete savage. Oh, he's fucking nuts. He doesn't stop talking the whole time. Yeah. Like, I could do a clinic with him uh, the day before and then and listen to music. And then the next day, we're playing each other. And he's like, ha! Like, you throw the ball out of bounds. like, nice pass, loser! Yeah. And you're like, What? Scott? He's fucking intense. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. He, he, I mean, what I was really impressed with from a, from a game standpoint is he got better every year he played professional lacrosse. He came in as this dynamic, transitional uh, long pole who could play great on the wing and really make you pay if that ball squirts loose to a definitive defensive domino. Like, I mean, he was really, really good. He got better and better and better from a defensive standpoint all of his years in the pros. And, man, you had to have – there's only a couple guys that I can say in my career as a face-off guy that I always had to know where you were on the wing as yeah. an LSM. Brody Merrill, Joel White, Bocklet, and Ratliff. Yep. And if you didn't know where he was and you popped the ball to the wrong spot or he would try to bait you like a safety into popping the ball somewhere and then scoop it, if he got the ball in his, in his stick, dude, it was over. It was a goal. Uh, I love him, man. And, and congratulations on an amazing career. Um, he actually came and spoke at the National Showcase one year, a motivational speaker, um, and he, he did a phenomenal job with our athletes. So, yeah, man, I, I, I'm just good luck to everything he does from here on out. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations. We're all excited to see what he does next and, and hats off to an unbelievable career in college and in the pros. Um, absolute trailblazer for that LSM position, like you guys mentioned. No doubt. La lastly, we have some uh, NLL updates for our NLL fans out there. We're uh, happy to have Josh on this podcast today and you know his bandits are doing well. They just came off a win against the Georgia Swarm. The Rochester Nighthawks, though, have been crushing it. They're 5-0. and Followed by the Bandits, the Rock, and the Thunderbirds. While the Swarm, my Swarm, I chair on the Swarm because my buddy Comizio plays for them. But uh, the Swarm and the Riptide are 0-4, unfortunately. And I know they're grinding. I'm, I'm trying to get to a Riptide game at some point this season out at uh, out in Nassau. I'll have to make my way out there. But uh, I love just you know seeing – I don't – admittedly, I don't watch all the games. If it's on and I'm doing nothing, I'll watch it. But I, I love seeing the Instagram highlights of like guys like uh, McCardo. He's having an unbelievable year and he's segueing his success from the outdoor season into the indoor season. He's just absolutely you know drinking from the fountain of youth, just rejuvenating his career. And he's turning up on the field and in the box. That's awesome to see. And uh, we talked about our guy Blaze. It's awesome seeing him uh, burying a few out there. But I'm trying to get a little bit more into it. Like I said, I'm going to try to get to a Riptide game uh, out in Nassau. Take the train out. Yeah, I love I love watching NLL, man. And I love the fact that it's on ESPN. It's on the app, dude. If like like you said, like you know, I love checking in to see if Jake Withers is playing with Halifax or, or Trevor's playing with the the Wings. Um, but there's, you know, it's just a, it's a great style across, and it's fun, and it's hard hitting, and it's fast, and it's, it's, it's fast. great. So yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. If anybody who doesn't really watch box across that much doesn't watch NLL, dude, if you like hockey and and you and you like outdoor lacrosse, yo, give it a give it a try. It's on the ESPN 100%. app, man. It takes two seconds. Just check it out, dude. You'll love it. And and we had Josh, you know, talking about how he's trying to start something for the youth up in Buffalo for uh, you know training these these young kids that want to get into box, and it's absolutely exploding in the United States uh, at the youth level, and it's really being taken advantage of as a way to train during the winter months, and you see oh, yeah. it even in the in the pro level at this point. There's a influx of of U.S. guys, and it's awesome to see the sport growing. Yeah, the the like when we grew up. I don't know. We never heard of indoor box across unless you went to a wings game and then you get drafted into the NLL and then we would have to learn. We'd show up like idiots with our cascade helmets, no rib pads, and we'd have to learn on the fly <laughs> what the hell a slip pick is and why this guy's cross checking me in the kidneys and getting open or a moving pick. Yes. <laughs> but like, but like you could, that it's lawless. Now it's lawless. you see Americans learning at a younger age. And it's fun because 
you know, uh, lacrosse in the world games, the outdoor version, used to be all USA. Um, in fact, that was one of the boneheads um, that was arguing on Twitter was like, oh, yeah, well, USA won the first like six in a row. And then they've only, you know, they. it's like, yeah, moron. Like Canada's <laughs> gotten better at outdoor lacrosse. Right. Dickhead. Like right. same thing here. Americans are getting better at box. 100%. It's making it better all over the place. Like one day, if this type of thing happens because of the Josh Burns in the world, you know, because of the the Joe Walters, like all the guys that are teaching box in this league, it's becoming all these club programs, especially the elite ones. They're like, cool, fall ball's over. Now we're doing indoor training and we're playing yep. box. College teams, Nick Myers has those dudes playing box all offseason. 100%. Um, it's becoming normal for Americans. And you see it like Trevor was on here. Trevor was talking about how playing box lacrosse made him a way better lacrosse player. Hell yeah. Um, and yeah. So, I mean, I just think that you're seeing – you're going to see this where Canada's come up and now it's always neck and neck in the World Games outdoor. You know, it's only a matter of time before the Americans get good enough where they can start competing in the indoor World Championships. Absolutely. Well, fellas, this has been a great episode. You guys got anything, you know, before we wrap up? No, nah, man. I'm just going to crush this Olipop. You love Black the Olipop. Hell yeah. Well, well, should we tease that? We got a big guest coming on the next two we got weeks. A we got a bunch of big guests coming on. I was just going to say, we have Our some action-packed – Yes, we have some action-packed episodes coming up right at the start of the college lacrosse season. Um, do you want to tease them, Scotty, or you want to you want to leave it uh, nope. you know, for the imagination? No, let's give it to the imagination. We'll leave it for the imagination, but make sure you're tuning in for our next few episodes. Listen to this one. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit that Torch Pro subscribe button to watch our ugly mugs. But, fellas, great episode. We have – I'm so pumped for this college season to start. Uh, before that, or in the middle of a couple of weeks, we got the sixes. You know, we have so much lacrosse being pumped down our throats. I'm excited. And we will break everything down for our fans. So – Fellas, great week as always, and I hope you all have a good night. Peace.